I'm going back to what I shared last week, really. And today, I wanted us to practice. Because we can, I can sit here and talk and shout and spit about rejoicing. But what we've done is you have a picture now of what rejoicing looks like. That needs to be in your home. Amen. That needs to be in your workplace. That needs to be with you as you go out. It doesn't matter how circumstances look like. Amen. I like what she said. Faith is about what? Healing the world and doing it. And it is when you don't feel like rejoicing. <laughs> when you can't understand why should we sing. That is when you should sing the loudest. I've told you my testimony here. Some years back. I was sitting like many of you. But thank God he delivered me. I would come to church. I just sit there. And Mary, my wife, said, I'm embarrassed to be standing next to you in church. I said, girl, what's the issue now? She said, you just stand there like a statue. Have you ever watched the movie Frozen? <laughs> Frozen in place. She said, you need to move. <laughs> Show some sign of life, boy. <laughs> so I ignored it. <laughs> I was facing a situation at my workplace. I came to church. I'm just a statue, frozen. I heard the voice of God. Go to the front and dance. I froze even more. <laughs> Says, hey, I'm not Helen. I'm not all these people. I, I mean, I was so shocked. You know, when God speaks, you can tell, my goodness, this is God. Now, God doesn't always speak. He primarily speaks to us through the scriptures. But when I heard that, I knew it is God. I said, Lord, no, please, not today. Lord, next week, next week. And, and the pressure is, I had, fine, next week. <laughs> next week sounded so far. <laughs> so I was quite happy to go home. I told my wife, the Lord spoke to me. Said, next week, I go to the front to dance with Helen. She said, you. <laughs> I said, yeah. I mean, it's the Lord. I can't, I'm not about to disobey God now. She said, I mean, I have this thing in front of me. I'm believing God. And so she said, okay, fine. I, I'll, I'll go with you. And somebody else was there. I think it, 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 not, I think it was Anthony. She said, yeah, we'll, we'll go with you. Okay. Come Sunday, I had forgotten all about that. They started singing, first song, second song I had. <laughs> Today is Sunday. <laughs> I thought, dear Lord Jesus, maybe we can push this to next Sunday or something. I looked at Mary, I said, I'm supposed to go to the front. No, I said, we are supposed to go to the front and dance. She said, we is a big word. We. Did God say we or he said you? Say, is it time now to start arguing about this thing? She said, you know the way you put the chair so close? She did like this. You know the way in the old setup you'd bet so that the person passes? She said, are you passing or not? <laughs> and that morning, the devil made sure there's nobody at the front. <laughs> you're wondering, what's up with Helen? Why can't she... <laughs> 
what's keeping her, what's keeping her away from coming to the front? So I, I came, then Wairimo uh, uh, Nelson came and Helen was also came. I think she also came. But I was confused. I was, dear Lord. And so I started. And I started. And I'm thinking, you look like a fool. Can you look behind? Why don't you look behind and look at the people looking at you? But I didn't care. And I, it broke through for me. And I'm telling you, I've never done that after that, but I was set loose. My feet were set loose. I no longer practice frozen in church or anywhere else. May the Lord set you free. Whatever you came believing God for, today may you receive your miracle. In the name of Jesus. Every struggle, every struggle with self-esteem, sense of belonging, sense of self-worth, every aspect of rejection, I rebuke it from your life. You have boldness. You have spirit of courage. You have the ability of God within you to step up higher. I call for the next level, the next level, the next level for you. Whatever has held you back, we lose you from that in the name of Jesus. That spirit of intimidation gets off your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, I'm strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Hallelujah. You believe that? Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. So last week, uh, obviously there is no way we are going to go line by line here, but let me just remind us that Pastor Davis administered, I, I did a recap of that last Sunday, about love, living in the realm of God. Walking in love is the nature of God flowing. Then, um, exercising our, your authority in Christ, in the name of Jesus, and all that. And we are saying that we are to act on that. Amen. Because if we don't act on what we are learning, again, what Elder Ruth covered, then we are not moving anywhere. I would rather I do a small bit of what I'm learning than learn all this and I'm not making progress. Amen? I need to make progress. Are you like me? I, I, need, I need to see progress in my life. So I'm going to start working on the word of God that I know to make progress. Amen? And so, uh, and, uh, in, uh, and I, I spoke about reviewing where we are now. Because the, the first quarter is over uh, uh, of the year. But businesses are making quarterly reviews. Amen. So if you review from January to today, how much progress am I making? Can I reevaluate? And the basic thing I, you and me want to look at is how am I acting on this message of love? How am I acting on this message of thanksgiving? How am I acting on this message of the name of Jesus? How am I making progress there. And we said it was activating a supernatural reaction through faith, hope, and love. Say with me, faith, hope, and love. These are the spiritual forces that propel you forward. You look at First uh, Corinthians 13, 13 says, and now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of them is love. These people studied this. I mean, you can have a series of teachings on faith and teach for weeks, then hope and teach for weeks and love and teach for weeks. That's possible. 
But I, wa I wanted us, what is in my heart is, we see it. See, it's like spiritual fabric, if you like. You know, spirit, I'm talking about fabric, a piece of cloth. So you have a thread of hope, a thread of faith, and a thread of love. You have, you have the whole thing, not just one after the other. And these are the forces that birth supernatural things in our lives. Amen. And uh, this is uh, a warning here. Hosea 13, 13. Hosea 13, 13. In the Amplified Version, it says, The pains of childbirth come on him. It's talking about one of the tribes of Israel here, Ephraim. But he is not a wise son, for it is not the time to delay his chance at a new birth as the womb opens, but he ignores the opportunity to change. Lift up your hand. Say, I am a wise person. This is no time for delay. I'm going to move and change and take opportunity of something new in my life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Because in the spirit realm, there's the, the spiritual womb is open. God wants to birth new things through us. But we have to do what? To cooperate. To cooperate. But if you are not wise, then you are not re responding. The key is responding. With what? Faith, hope, and love. And, and look at uh, that in the BHN, the Kiswahili version of this. Maumivu kama ya kunjifungua mtoto. Yanamfikia. Lakini yeye ni mtoto. I thought that is not the right spelling. Is it? Dina is a kizoiri tija here. Mtoto mgani? That's in the Bible. I, I'm not the one writing. You can check it out in the kizoiri version. Mtoto nani? Wakati ufikapo waguzariwa yeye hukataa kutoka tumboni kwa mama. My goodness. There is no spiritual Sicilian section. You are going to have to come out. I'm telling you. You are going to come out singing. Praise God. You are going to kick around. Glory to God. Say I'm coming out in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to die. The, the womb is open. What is holding you back? Say not me. I'm coming out. Amen. You are coming out. I prophesy over your life. Whatever has been holding you back. Amen. Shake yourself. The Bible says shake yourself loose woman. Our man, or whatever it is. Because the price has been what? Paid. Why does Isaiah say that? Shake yourself, lose captive, daughter of Jerusalem. Because there is something, there is a response required of you and me. Every time the word of God is spoken, today, and the word you've been receiving, there must be a response. Otherwise, without a response, it's nothing. The spirit womb is open. Say it's time for me to come out. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Did you see that? And then, we, we, so we looked at faith. We said Bible faith activates. Bible faith activates an outward supernatural reaction. So if you actually believe, there is some results I'm going to see. Faith. You can say faith, faith equals action. Faith equals action. Faith is not passive. Faith is action based on God's word. Amen. You, that's why they say, if you believe you've been healed, do what you could not do. If you believe God has given you instructions to do a building, if you have no money, nothing, go and dig a hole there. If you believe God is financially enabling you, take a seed and sow it. You are taking what? Action. Faith without action is dead. So you got to ask yourself, the word I've been hearing about thanksgiving, about, about uh, the love of God, about the name of Jesus, am I acting on the word I'm hearing? And, then I, and I, a lot of other things, I'm, I'm, I was mentioning this, a lot has come through, remembering, what am I doing with the word that I'm hearing? What am I doing with the word about tithes and offerings? So faith equals action. Amen. It is labor. You, faith causes you to act against something. Or not, I mean, you take opposite direction. For instance, if the word says rejoice in the Lord. Now, you don't feel like rejoicing. You don't want to rejoice. <laughs> faith gets you up and you start doing what? Rejoicing. So faith action is not with the masses. Faith action sets yourself against what seems to be opposing you. It, is, it causes you to step up and confront the devil. Amen. And you will, they, are, they are not defeated Christians. If you are hiding and cowering down, it's not faith. Faith is forward looking. It's upward looking. Amen. And we know that from uh, Hebrews 4.2. You remember this? Hebrews 4.2, quickly. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they had did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who had it. So you hear the word, thank God for that. But you must mix your faith with it. You start acting. What was with the children of Israel? They were told, God, take the land. But they said, we can't. There are giants. There is this. There is this. They had all these excuses. All right? Now, if you go to chapter 11 of that, verse 1 to 3, and says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. All right? So what is that? Faith is what gives hope what? Substance. Amen? And then it goes on to say, for by it the orders obtain a good testimony. Right? Let's go on. By faith we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So what did God do? He acted. That his word created an outward manifestation of this universe. There were results. Faith became substance. That is why we have a universe, a world. It's visible. It's a result of faith. Amen. So faith 
acted on brings forth what? Manifestation. And what we see there, again, just a reminder and bringing some other new things here. So, how powerful is faith? This is important to understand. How powerful is faith? It's that powerful. It creates, it created the universe. So what's your need? What's your need? What's my need? Because that faith in the world that we hear is powerful enough to create a world of victory. A world of health. A world of abundance around me. Because with that faith, God created the universe. Somebody say hallelujah. God is able to do that and he has given us his word. So we find, you see, I told you this is fabric because faith here is tied to hope. Alright? So you never really find one thing being spoken. You always find these things intertwined and all of them uh, coming up together. Amen. And so you can either say, uh, well, Elder Francis, let's be real. I mean, my, my, my life, my situation, my this, and my, I, I, I'm trying to be real. I hear you, my brother. I hear you, my sister. What I'm trying to tell you, let's move away from, let's be real, to let it be. Praise God. That's, that's what we are doing. We are not saying, let, let us be real. No, we are saying we are creating a new reality. God said, light be, and there was. So I'm saying, let my finances be. Let my health be. Let my promotion be. Whatever I need. That's what I'm creating. One day I came from home, showed uh, 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 what do you call them? They, they a memo, an office memo to my wife. Since there has been promotions in our office, I've been promoted. She looked at the document. Said it, it had names of people and their new positions. Yeah, it had so and so, so and so, so and so. So, so she said they, there was a, a, a position there. So it was, it was a position and the new name. Position, new name. Position, new name. Position, new name. Position, TBA. You know what TBA means? To be advised. She said, Your name is not here. She said, My name is not there. I took a paper, a pen, I wrote where it was written TBA. I wrote Francis Ndeli Geturo. Said there, woman. <laughs> Said, you are the one who has written it. Said, yeah, I'm the one who is decreeing this thing in the name of Jesus. Hold, let's hold hands and take hold of it. We create this thing in the name of Jesus. So the following week, HR issued a new memo. With no TBA, with Francis Daddy Geduro there. Praise God. So faith goes and what? Creates. You can look at a thing and say, this is what it is. All right. Now what we need is to create what? A new reality. By acting on the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So then you come to hope now. Let's look at hope. Hope is expectation. So faith is action. Hope is expectation based on God's character. Your expectation is not based on your boss, on your tender coming up, who you know there, 
on your connections or lack of them, it's on your education or lack of it, it is all based on the character of God, that God is good. That's why you need to know the names of God because they tell us what? The character of God and Jesus has inherited all those names in his name. Okay? And so we know uh, Psalms 33, 20 to 22 says in the NLT version, we put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our heart rejoice for we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. Hope is on the name, on the character of God. You cannot separate hope from rejoicing. We rejoice in hope. Every time you see hope, you'll see rejoicing. Okay, most of the time. I haven't checked all of the references. And so, if I write hope, then I write equals expectation based on the character of God. It's expecting. If you look at that Psalms 33 verse 20 in the Amplified, you now see it clear. It says, we wait expectantly for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. It's hope. Then we said, I said to you, I told you, rejoicing is the picture. If you want to see a picture of hope, I can only show you what? Rejoicing. This is what hope looks like. Amen? And then we look at, the, uh, look at Romans 5, 1 to 2. In the Amplified, it says, Therefore, therefore, since we have been justified, that is acquitted of sin and declared blameless before God by faith, let us grab the fact that we have peace with God and the joy of reconciliation with him through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed. Let's go on. Through him we also have access by faith, uh, by faith into this remarkable state of grace in which we firmly and safely and securely stand. Look at that. Let us rejoice in our hope. So we started with faith, but you see, hope has come in here. All right? And the confident assurance of experiencing and enjoying the glory of our Lord, uh, which is what? The manifestation of his excellence and power. Amen. And uh, verse 5 of that says, Now hope does not disappoint. The TPT version says it's not a fantasy. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And you can add 1 Corinthians 13, 8 there. Because love never fails. Alright. So you can put your hope in something that never fails. We say what? Jesus is the rock. There are some cement advertisers who say what? Jenga juu ya muamba. Babuli cement. I don't know where it's babuli. Let me not advertise them. I have somebody else. Jenga juu what? Ya muamba. You build on the rock. What rock is that? It's the love of God. It cannot fail. It's the muamba. It's the, 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 the ground on which we have our hope. Amen. So when we come to love, so faith is what? Action. Faith is action. Amen. Hope is expectation. Love is a decision. 
Love is a decision. Decision based on our appreciating and acknowledging the love of God. The love we are talking about here is not the lovey-dovey, you know, sort of I love you, flowers, chocolate, la 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 la. No, 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 no. That is all good. But this love is unconditional. We'll work with or without flowers. We'll work with or without chocolate. We'll work with or without whatever it is. It's unconditional. It's the love of God. God so loved the world. And the world hated God. But God loved it and gave us what? Jesus. So this is love is a decision to love like God. It's not humanly possible. This is the love. If you look at uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 13, uh, uh, let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, 31. It's important this verse here. It says, but honestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. The NLT says best of all. The TPT says superior way, beyond comparison. So that's the introduction from chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians to chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians that talks about the love of God. So this is the more excellent way. And you find it now, it says love from verse 7. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. In the NLT version says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable and on and on and on. This kind of love is the same that Jesus spoke about in Matthew 5, 38 to 40. It's all of it, really. But, but I just want to pick a few there. You see how it is. Matthew 5, 38 to 40, then 44. Since you've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I tell you not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him. Also, if anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your crook also. Verse 44 says, But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. All right. So you say, oh, Francis, I've been practicing love. I'm telling you, can I ask your neighbor to slap you? We we'll see how you're going to react. <laughs> We are going to be practical in this stuff, right? <laughs> then we see your reaction. See, this is, this is not something you say, I believe I'm going to do this. You say, God help me. Because this, with men, this is impossible. But not with God. So we are talking about the love of God that comes to you and through you, remember that Romans 5 5, it has been what? Spread abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. That's the King James Version. It's been spread. God has ejected this love in us. So now we are believing for Him to help us. It's not humanly possible love at all. At all, at all. You got to say, God, I am not able to love you, help me. Because I don't want to inject my love here. My love won't pull this through. I got to believe God. Amen. That's the love that now starts working. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you see that? So it's, I make a decision. 
I can't go by how I am feeling. All these things we've talked about, hope, faith, love, have nothing to do with feeling. I see it in the world. I believe it. Do you know why you have to feel something? If you can't see. If you are to switch off the lights here and we are here at night, how will we get out? We'll have to feel our way through, isn't it? Some other people have some other things called mulikamwizi. I hope no one have it. <laughs> no, on a right note. But it's, it's light, isn't it? But in darkness, you have to do what? Feel. Did you feel God in the service? Did you feel, did you feel, did you feel? Why? Because you can't see. If you are seeing, do you need to feel? No. I know I have seen my healing. Then I'm healed. Praise God. I did that one time. Went to a hospital. I saw the doctor. He said, let's do a rap test. I went. I had had some previous diagnosis. Now this is the diagnosis. They say now it's like this and this. Went to the lab and gave my blood sample. Went back. Uh, the day to pick my results, I picked my, I mean, this thing is tormenting me. So what did I do? I believe by his stripes I am healed in the name of Jesus. I, it's, it wasn't something I could feel. So what am I going to do here? I'm going to have to believe God. How do I believe God? What you ask God, what is my next action? Lord, what is my action of faith, of hope, and love that I need to take to, to, to manifest this? Because it's there. He says, I have healed you from all your diseases. But every symptom, the characteristics around me are telling me, but I'm telling you there is always something God will point you to that you can step out there and believe that it's coming. Actually, you believe it's already done. In this case, it was impressed on my heart. I, took, I went down to a bookshop, uh, took a card, wrote it to the doctor, said, Dr. So-and-so, this is ready, you know. I've been to the lab, I've collected my results, no need to come back to you because the results say I'm free. I, have I seen the lab results yet? No. So I wrote my note, sealed this thing, walked over. What do you think the devil is doing to my mind as I'm walking over to that guy's office? Saying, aren't you a fool? <laughs> you, you, didn't, you didn't think you believe anything. This going thing is going to kill you. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm doing everything to shut up. By stripes I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Took that thing, dropped it in the doctor's office, walked over to the lab, said, where are my results? They handed me my results. They had to tap me, like, excuse me, excuse me. I looked it up, is everything okay? I smiled, really. <laughs> it wouldn't be any better. <laughs> I was so, my goodness, that was a weight lifted off. But you see, what am I doing? And the devil says, what does that do? If the results, I mean, the, result, the devil says, those results were examined, they found you are sick, they wrote it, even if you write to the doctor, it's not going to work. God quickened my mind. God is a writer. He wrote the Ten Commandments. He can enter into that rub and rewrite the results and put them in another envelope and give that doctor. Praise God. What I'm saying is, 
believe God. What do I need to do that says my results are here? It's action. Amen. Now, so that is the love of God. It has nothing to do with feeding. And I told you that what do we expect out of this? Victory when surrounded by threatening enemies. We remember the account of uh, Acts chapter 16. And we read 2 Chronicles 20, 21 to 22 about King Jehoshaphat. Amen. That the victory song is God is good. Amen. Thank you so much. Choir, really, that was wonderful. Now, the second one was repentance from sin and deliverance from consequences of sin. Look at Judges 6, 24 to 26. Judges 6, 24 to... You remember this account of Gideon? You remember he was hiding because of the Midianites? They were out to get them, so they were hiding. So Gideon wasn't fighting anyone. There was, they were surrounded by an army. They had sinned against God. You read the first part of that chapter, you find that is what had, had happened to them. And then verse 24 says, So Gideon, an angel appeared to him and spoke to him, called him a mighty man of Arah, a guy who is in hiding. Said, you are a mighty man of Arah. Come out and fight. <laughs> said, me? I'm paraphrasing. God said, yeah, you go. You go. You're going to fight. Praise God. You know there is a fight in you. It's a fight in you. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor. Tell them there is a fight in you. You can fight, man. You oh, no, woman. You can fight. <laughs> you can fight. Amen. So he had a very low self-esteem. He thought he can't fight. This thing is what Akina Pastor Davis does and Pastor Kara hear about all their victories. But what about me? It's amazing how Christians, we excuse ourselves. We say, we point out, maybe that's something like Elder Ruth can do. Or Miss Tina, but me? I mean, uh, what, who am I? God says, you, yeah, you, you, you go out and fight. It's your fight. You go fight. Praise God. So we, you got to come out of, a what are you hiding from? Where are you hiding? Are you hiding behind your education? Are you hiding behind your gender? Are you hiding behind your family? I, what, what is your excuse for not coming out and becoming victorious? What are you hiding? I have no money. I have no... No, God says you come out, you fight. Praise God. Says you can do it. And you can do it because God is the one who is saying it. And so here, yeah, he built an altar there to the Lord. All right? And, uh, and called it, the Lord is peace. And to this day, it is still in Ophra of the Abyssalites. Says God. And now it came to pass the same night, the Lord said to him, take your father's young bull, the second bull of seven years old. God can be so accurate with your offerings. Eh? <laughs> I mean, he's fingering this thing, the, the second, the, the, that one, yeah. And he knows it. He says, that is the one you are going to, go, to give. And tear down the altar of Baal that your father has, has and cut down the wooden image that is beside it. Right? And build an altar to the Lord your God on top of this rock in the proper arrangement and take the second bull and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the image which you shall cut down. Boy, that, that, that's, that's really something. A lot one can say about that. But what is God saying? God is telling him, listen, God is peace. I am telling you, the first time I saw that, it surprised me. I don't know why it surprises you. A man surrounded by an enemy. He is hiding his food. And God comes and says, the Lord is peace. <laughs> you are like, uh, is that God? <laughs> you are peace? 
What we need is a God who can fight. And God saying, I am peace. Do you know what? If you, if you look at this, and I don't have time to explain it, but what he needed to do is get peace with God. Amen. Do you know sin disconnects us from God? If you look at, put back Romans 2, Romans what? It wasn't 2. 5. Romans 5 what? Through him we also have access by faith into this remarkable state of grace in which we firmly and safely and securely stand. Let us rejoice. No, verse 1. Are we through verse 1? Yeah. Therefore, since we have been justified, that is, acquainted of sin, declared blameless before God by faith, let us grasp the, fa grasp the fact that we have peace with God. God is peace. First in your life. That is a big revelation we got to. We are not fighting with God. God is peace. It is the peace within after we've been acquainted, after we've been justified, justified by faith, gotten rid of sin and Baal worship and idol altars that come back all the way, that go back all the way to our families. That is when we have what? Peace with God. So peace within is what wins the fight outside. Peace with God. Peace at our homes. You shouldn't be fighting at home with your brothers, with your sisters, with your wife, with your husband. That, 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 if there is no peace there, it's going to be difficult to fight outside. So peace, God is saying, um, the Lord is peace. How does that come? Through repentance. We are justified by faith as we repent. So he had to go and get rid of those altars so that he can have peace within. Then he could step out and win outside there. You understand that? And those altars are powerful. And they have been there for generations. Some of them. Some of them people are trying to bring them back. A young man came to me and said, Uncle, I have a bull for you. See what 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 what's the <laughs> really shocked me because this I had heard the story about this bull. My my brother was to have it, then it was my uncle, then he just shows up and my house is actually I've discovered it's supposed to be brought to you. See what what I, a bull, yeah. I, I don't know so and so no, no. I, I I said my uncle has told me, said, go back to your uncle. <laughs> Tell him this other uncle has told you he is at peace with you. I don't mean, need any sacrifices or bulls or stuff from you. God tell them, you uncle, if that bull is actually mine, which I doubt, but if it was mine, I'm at peace with you. And I bless you in the name of Jesus. Nothing will touch your life because of some stuff somebody has told you your father did not do. And you've been moving all over. You've been visiting homes. With a bull you are trying to give people. <laughs> I mean, that is uh, the stuff that people are going through so that they can have a breakthrough. 
and it's a breakthrough that is natural, full of cultural stuff. I don't know where that stuff is coming from. If that has been spoken over you, we speak liberty in the name of Jesus. You break, we lift up the blood of Jesus over your life and the works of your hands are established because you are justified by faith through Christ Jesus. Don't go back to those bulls from people who don't know what they are doing for. I said, can't you see the confusion? We don't even know whose bull this is. It's been to here, you've been here, you've been here, you've been here. If they didn't know what they are doing, they should leave you alone. And you live your life. You're a young person. What are you doing with these words? Following each other with a bull you're trying to give people. No. There are so many traditions people are getting into. And that's not really the right. It's burdens. Amen? And there's no peace in that. And so, that is how we get separated from that. Amen. Amen. God will give you victory. Amen. You see, Gideon thought the enemy was outside there. He had to deal with the one inside. To go and win outside. Once he won inside, he could go out with 300 people and defeat that entire army. Praise God. And the last one we spoke about is bathing new things. First Samuel 1, 10 to 11 and she was, this is talking about Hannah, in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your main servant and remember me and not, uh, and not forget your main servant but will give your main servant a male child, then I'll give him to the Lord all the days of his life. Folks, her bitterness and her anguish were national issues, but she didn't know that. There was an issue in Israel. Do you know, this is the first person to have a revelation that God is the Lord of hosts. Again, why would a woman, <laughs> believing for her child, God come and say, I'm the Lord of hosts. And a guy surrounded by an, a military, God says, I am peace. Do you see that? How important it is to get a revelation from God. So this is the first person in the Bible to say God is the Lord of hosts. Her fight is not out there. It's with her co-wife and her children who is mocking her all the time. And she is taking her tithes and offerings and it is not working. And she's doing all the right religious things, but it is not working. And God says, I am the Lord of hosts. What is God saying? There is another fight out there, woman. You have no idea what it's all about. God was setting to reset the priesthood and was depending on her to bring forth a child for him, not for herself, to keep. That was her sacrifice. And the moment she got that, she had a breakthrough. Amen. And remember uh, Elder Luth giving us an account of what? This woman going in a certain way, believing God for the right seed. You've done all the right things and it's still not working. You need a fresh revelation. I need a fresh revelation. I need to come before God and say, Lord, where is the error? Where am I missing? Because God, God doesn't miss it. So she knew God, but she did not 
until this time, God had not been revealed as the Lord of hosts. And so, he comes and helps her. Amen. A revelation that God is the Lord of hosts will birth a new beginning in your life. Every time you have that revelation. Because there is a fight in the unseen realm that you and I need to fight and let God do the fighting. Amen. She was caught up in a fight with her co-wife. She needed to stop and let the Lord of hosts deal with the real enemy, which was satanic forces against the nation of Israel. Listen, Gideon was hiding and started fighting. She was fighting and she needed to stop fighting and rest. You see that? Gideon was hiding. He needed to come out and start fighting. She was fighting. She needed to stop the fight and start resting and expecting supernatural things to happen to her. And did it happen? Of course it did. Look at, uh, as I we wind up, we, look at Luke 1, 13 and then 18 in the TPT version. But the angel, he assured him, talking to Zechariah here, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God is showing you grace to you, for I have come to tell you that your prayer, and there is a note to that that says prayer, you even stopped praying. For a child has been answered, your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, you are to name him John. Zechariah resisted. This was his response. How do you expect, verse 18, how do you expect me to believe this? I'm an old man and my wife is too old to give me a child. What sign can you give me to prove this will happen? Then, verse 19, then the angel said, I am Gabriel, I stand beside God himself. He has sent me to announce to you this good news. Amen. You see, what Zechariah needed to understand is not the how. It's who has said it. You understand? It's the who has said it. Yeah? I, I gave you that example some time back. If, if for instance, I, yeah, let's say you, you, you or me, were to say tomorrow there, there's a business meeting in church office every Tuesday. They discuss finances, I understand. Is that the correct position? So if I was to say, hey, today is Sunday, and say, there's a member in church, said they are going to bring 10 billion to the church office on, 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 Friday, on, on Tuesday. You think they are going to make any special arrangements? I mean, really, honestly, in the night. No, don't tell me by faith. Just, just in the night. Who is that? Ah, it is Wamahoro Betty. Ah, well, yeah. Okay, we will wait. Now, whatever I said, Bill Gates is giving us 10 billion. You know, Pastor Kara is in the US. These two ladies, you'll not be surprised, they can get Pastor Kara in church office Tuesday morning. <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> the things that can happen because of the name. Why? The words that have been spoken, it is a question of who said it. So when God said, hey, Zechariah, you are going to have a what? A baby. When you start asking how, it's because you have no revelation of who is saying it. 
Because if you really had a revelation of who said by stripes you are healed, you don't ask how. If you know God has said this about that you give your tithe, you give your offering, I'll do this and this, then the question of how doesn't arise. We are talking God. So Zechariah, like Hannah, had been in a routine. You know, he is in the priesthood. He is leading the church. He's the top guy in this thing. He is, he is on duty. But he's just carrying on religiously. I pray that you did not come here in a religious mode today. In the name of Jesus. That you are here to meet with the living God. Who works signs and miracles. That's the God who we believe in. He is the Lord of hosts. He is the Lord our peace. He is God Almighty. Once you know who he is, you stop asking how. Is who said it. And once you have a revelation of who said it, you cannot be defeated. Right? So you may have to shut up. I mean, the angel had to shut him up. Just shut him up. Why? Because you see, in Mary, Luke uh, uh, 1, 28, Gabriel appeared to her and said, this is now to Mary. Three months later, no, six months later. Rejoice, beloved young woman, for the Lord is with you and you are anointed with great favor. Praise God. Can you go to verse 28? Is this TPT? Say grace to me, for the Lord is with me and I'm anointed with great favor. Who is with you? Who is with you? Who is the Lord? The Lord of hosts. Praise God. He is the one telling you, I am with you. And this, her response was very different. She said, let it be to me according to your word. And then she started magnifying the Lord. Praise God. So you see, uh, if you let me see, I have another verse here. Verse 30 to that one. But the angel reassured her, saying, Do not yield to your fear, Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. Hallelujah. Say, That is me today. God Himself has decided to surprise you with a wonderful gift. He's a good God. And all you want is something good to happen to you. Say something good is happening to me today. That's an attitude of hope and rejoicing and faith in God. Hallelujah. That's the attitude. That's the attitude God wants you and me to have. And what you find here is that God births new things through us for his greater purposes. God wants to enlarge our vision. See, we say God is birthing new things. You remember Hosea 13, 13? Mutoto, shinda hiyo mutoto ni nini? Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem God has. God has no way of birthing new things except through you and me. 
Do you understand what that means? God needed Mary. God needed Elizabeth in their places for the things he wanted to happen. Turn to your neighbor, tell them God needs you. And God needs me. Now tell them God needs you. Tell them the way made all right, listen. The way all right, let me give an explanation first before you talk to your neighbor. Here is the deal. If the conoman amekwama anaweka jam. Do you follow what I'm talking about? If Elizabeth did not give way, see, just, just think about this situation. Nobody had ever gotten pregnant without a man, ever, 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 ever. How is Mary going to operate in this environment? Saying she is pregnant by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you understand that is, that is way over. Now, but here is another woman who everybody knows could not have babies. For years, she is pregnant. Now, people's hope is they can expect miracles now, isn't it? I mean, it happened to her, it can happen to me. It can, now, now there is, there is a rising up. So Mary, that's why Mary went to see Elizabeth. Now people are, oh, this woman could not have children. She has, she is expectant. Now, this other one is saying it's by the Holy Spirit. Who knows? Maybe it's true. I mean, miracles are happening. Do you see why you have to have a miracle? Because your miracle opens a door for me also. There's a greater purpose of God for you and me. It's not just for you. Hannah needed the miracle because God needed to change the priesthood. And if she is not moving in the right way, then there is a, I told you, there is a jam. Tell your neighbor to do a jam. Yeah, don't, don't block the other person. Come on, tell them we are coming through. Open the way, my goodness. Because God wants to do things in this church. And if you are not in your position, it causes issues. And you see their children also are making a way for each other. John came to make way for Jesus. So if John had not been born, there would have been an issue with the ministry of Jesus. So you have to what? Clear the way. Praise God. Do you see that? That your miracle is not just yours. Tell, tell your neighbor, it's our miracle. Go get it. Today. Amen. No more delays. No, no, no more delays here. We are saying the spiritual womb is what? Open. The children need to do what? To come out and take opportunity of the change and expect the supernatural things of God. Your healing is not just yours. It's somebody else's what? Miracle. You are making a way. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Elizabeth made way for Mary in the same way John was making a way for Jesus. Amen. The mothers made way, the children made way. It's our turn to make way. It's your turn to make way. It's my turn to make way. For what? To greater purposes of God. Will you rise up on your feet? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Luke 1, 46 to 47 says, 
And Mary said, My soul magnifies and extols the Lord. Let's say it together. My soul magnifies and extols the Lord. One more time. My soul magnifies and extols the Lord. One more time. My soul Let's go to the next phrase. And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Hallelujah. 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 We extol you, Lord. We magnify you. We exalt you. We bless you, Lord. Thank you for miracles, supernatural breakthroughs coming to your people right now. Hallelujah. We are making a way. We are making a way in our families. We are making a way in our workplaces. Making a way in businesses. Hallelujah. Just start praying in the spirit just for a brief return. We, 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 we. There is a way. There is a way. There is a way out of this situation. There is a way out of my struggles. There is a way. There is a way. There is a way to the grace of God. There is a way. There is a way now. There is a way now. There is a way now. Praise God. A way to miracles. A way to the supernatural. A way being made open now for the people of God. Yeah, we forgive, we forgive, Lord. We forgive those who have held us back. But we are thankful, Lord, that there is a way. There is a quickening right now in this church, in this sanctuary, for people to stand in their right positions and make way for the Spirit of God. There is a way. There is a way through. There is a way through. We don't quit. We don't give up. We press in into the grace of God. Rejoicing is our way. Hallelujah. Rejoicing is our way. Praising is our way. The song is our way. We are acting on the word of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for ears to hear, for eyes to see. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, every hindrance gives way to the Spirit of God. Every hindrance, every opposition gives way to the hindrance, to the ways of God. Hallelujah. God makes a way. God makes a way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we thank you that this far in the year you have brought us. We celebrate what you've done for us in January, February, and March. And as we go, to this coming month of April. Father, we are releasing our faith, hope, and love in you, knowing that you have gone ahead of us and that we are causing miracles to come 
as we cross the month of March, we are crossing over the top and we are overflowing with the goodness of God, even going into the month of April. No disaster will come across your people. We will see victory upon victory, miracle upon, victor, upon miracle, healings after healings, breakthroughs after breakthroughs in the name of Jesus. We declare this new season in the name of Jesus, a time of birthing new things, new ideas, innovations, new utterances by the Spirit of God, new ways to deal with things that have been hovering and disrupting our lives. We thank you that we are stepping forward throughout this week and this coming month expecting the miraculous, expecting the supernatural, that the power of God is going ahead of us and that you are uniting us, Father, as a family of faith, that as we are together as a community, as believers, we are hearing not a miracle here, then a long time another one, but miracle after miracle, encouragement after encouragement, good report after good report, that there is a breakthrough, breakthrough for the people of God. We thank you, we magnify and exalt the Lord, our God. For it's in Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen, amen, amen.